Good morning. It is Monday, September 28th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I trust that you had a good weekend and are ready to get our day and our week started by coming before our God, reading His Word, and praying together to Him. Today and tomorrow, we will be wrapping up the book of 3 John and closing out this over three-month-long series in the three epistles of John. It's crazy to think about that we have only been a ministry for six months, and for about half that time, we've been in the epistles of John. I feel like it's the true end of an era. Well, today we will do an overview of this book, and tomorrow we will do a complete read-through. So let me pray for us, and then we will dive right into it. Our God and our Father, incline your ear to hear our prayer to you this morning. It is a prayer that rises to the heavens, to the throne of the Holy One, who is even now bringing all things in subjection to himself. O God, you are all in all. You are our all in all. As we come once again, As faithful children to read your word to us, Lord, we ask your blessing, and we ask that you would draw near to us in this time. Amen. Have you heard of a man named George Herbert? He was a Welsh minister in the 1600s who wrote poetry in his spare time. On his deathbed, he sent his poems to his friend with the instructions to publish them if his friend thought they would be, I quote, of advantage to a poor, dejected soul. Otherwise, his friends should just burn them. George Herbert's poetic book, The Temple, is now one of the most influential books of poetry in the history of the world. Not only was the content of the poetry significant, but the structure and the poetic genius is studied for its creativity and as just a masterpiece. During his lifetime, George Herbert was basically a nobody, just an Anglican priest outside London who died when he was 39 years old. But his faithfulness and piety expressed in his poetry will never, ever be forgotten. When we read the book of 3 John, this is sort of how I feel about Gaius, the man to whom John was writing. This is the only time in all of the Bible that this Gaius man is mentioned, and yet Everything about this letter describes him as a man who's the embodiment of faithfulness. After all, it was to him that John entrusted his letter of 1 John to be read and taught in throughout the Church of Asia Minor. Gaius was the man for the job. I had mentioned earlier this week that I'm glad this is how the letters were laid out for us in the canon of the Bible. If it's true that these three letters were likely a packet, which is what makes the most sense to me, it seems... The best order would be 3 John, then 2 John, and then 1 John. The two cover letters would come first and then the main letter. But this one is left for last for some reason, and I just love it. After reading 1 and 2 John, we have such a good picture of the main ideas that John is putting forth to us. And we see it all culminate in the example of Gaius. I'm not afraid to admit that I never knew this man's name until last week when we started this book. I've certainly read 3 John before, but always in one sitting and pretty much just super quick. 
We never took the time to read this as a family or in my own personal devotions in a way that was slow, like we did together. And the thing that just strikes me the most is the complete average and plain nature of Gaius. John doesn't tell us much about him, but I wonder if that's because there just isn't that much to tell. He talks about his hospitality. He talks about his faithfulness and the health of his soul, but really nothing else. In a day and age when we're just surrounded by cults of personality and people who have huge, huge followings, we can't even keep up with them anymore. I swear it's like multiple times a week someone is asking me if I know who a certain person is, and it's some celebrity I've never heard of in my life. But we see that Gaius isn't that. He's just a man, a church leader, a faithful witness, and a laborer in Christ. Even in the church, we have these cults of personality, these kinds of celebrity pastors with huge followings and renown. But it seems Gaius wasn't that either. I sort of imagine him like a rural pastor, out in the middle of nowhere, just laboring on with his small congregation in the work of the church and striving to be obedient to his calling to serve the Lord with gladness. As we close out this book, I think it's good and right that we reflect on this. When we come to God's Word, do we get the sense that this book is for holy people, for those super fancy Christians who are popular and everyone knows them as the Bible people? Or do we see this trilogy of epistles from John as instructions and words for just us, the normal men and women who are just trying to remain faithful and are just trying to be obedient to the gospel mandate? In some ways, my soul longs to be a forgotten nobody like Gaius who's just faithful and obedient, then to fall into the trap like Diotrephanes did, pushing himself to the front so others would see his goodness. Let's meditate on this today as we close out this book and this trilogy of epistles from John. As we close, we will pray for a missionary family in Papua New Guinea. Let's close in prayer together. Dear Lord, thank you for these three letters from John, your apostle, the apostle of love. Lord, it seems throughout his three letters, he just couldn't stop talking about love. His love for you, how we should love one another, how you are a God of love. God, teach us more and more and more how to be people who love in the way that John described. Lord, as we close Third John, Lord, help us to be like Gaius, not to chase after image, or following, but Lord, just to be faithful, to be obedient, to see the word as written for us, just normal, everyday folks. God, help us to be faithful and obedient like Gaius. That is our prayer to you this morning. Lord, we also want to pray for a certain family who is serving you faithfully in Papua New Guinea who left their great careers. Their children were excited to leave their schools just to go to this foreign country, just to tell them the good news of the gospel. Lord, we are thankful that the island they serve on has been completely unaffected by COVID-19. 
And Lord, we're thankful that they are among missionaries in the world, very, very rare ones, who are able to continue their ministry even during a global pandemic. God, we ask your hand of blessing upon them. Lord, help them to be faithful and obedient in this forgotten little island in Papua New Guinea. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.